Coming up on TMS, Brick and Motor. Eating your pet peeves. Squirrel versus the Batman. Beyond Nosemeat. There are four links. Hello from the Eisner side. You're basically Adele. That's amazing. <laughs> A sonic mastication revulsion. Karenina. Do, 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 do. I can make you sing them all. <laughs> I didn't need, I didn't plan that. Um, vegan cannibal horror. So no one told the baby that life was gonna be this way. <laughs> Chewing aluminum for fun and profit. That didn't end in a humane way. Isn't there a saying about books, covers, and how you judge it with Amy? Breaking all the streaks with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Why are women so happy about new tickle antiperspirant? Is it because Tickle is the first roll-on with a big, wide ball? Is it because Tickle has a new, quick-drying formula? Or is it because Tickle helps keep you dry all day? Make yourself happy. Staying drier is nicer with a little Tickle. Is that my Applewood smoked bacon? can't date you're too oily this is the morning stream good morning and welcome to a thursday edition of the morning stream it is tms for thursday september 22nd 2022 we got ourselves a a nine twenty two twenty two going here. Ooh, I love those. Yep. Or if you're in, if you're in Europe, you, we got a twenty two twenty two nine. Nope, other no, way I'm around. Sorry. 22, 22, 9, 22. 9, 22. So it's a 22 yeah, yeah. sandwich. It's palindromic, yes, exactly. Yep. The 9 is the meat, and then you That's got right. your bread as the 222s. <laughs> it's a 9 sandwich. That's right. That sounds all right. I'd eat that. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. I'm but only Scott. if Kim put it right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, only oh, if she put it in front of me. Pre-show, people. She, uh, you, have to, you have to be a patron. Yeah, I need to be a patron to understand what we're talking about or catch the live show. But she actually brought me that Big Mac while I was uh, recording DTNS. So and you didn't even see it, really. You just started putting it in your mouth because you were distracted by doing a, a show. Kind of, yeah. Except I didn't, well, I didn't eat it while we recorded, but when we ended and just did our post-show banter, talking about what's going on next week and all that, uh-huh. that's when I ate it. And uh, okay. Okay. sure, uh-huh. it was probably annoying to everybody on the air, but <laughs> I don't know. You know how eating can be on. on oh, no, I believe me. That is one of my biggest pet peeves if I'm doing a uh, podcast with somebody and they start eating. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to get you into some mukbang uh, ASMR streams. Yeah, we do not. Yeah. We do not. You know, <laughs> and it's funny because we used to eat on this show. Like we used to get food, and we'd still, you know, we'd still eat it if we got food to taste on this show. We would still absolutely do it, and we've done it before. And I know it irritated people probably the way it irritates me to hear, sure, you know, to hear us eating on the show when we were sampling. Kit Kats or or whatever. Well, at least in that case, we were kind of there was some science going on. Not science, mm-hmm. but you know, some di- a discovery and uh, mm-hmm. that we were yeah. learning. Right, it was experimentation. Right. Yeah. How else exactly. are you going to get Brian to gag really hard unless you go oh, or put my headphones it. down, throw up? Yeah. I, I even you know I even make it a point not to slurp my coffee when I drink it on the show. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh, it's good stuff. Do I have that one? I didn't even know I drank anything. No, right we, there, I had no you? idea. No, no, no if you idea. Wouldn't have seen it, you wouldn't have known it happened. Yeah, liquid is great. Going, do a liquid. Don't. don't. <laughs> oh, that's that's one I don't like. I don't like. Yes, that no, me neither. Not a fan. You know, uh, um, we talked about Chris Brown yesterday. Chris Brown's biggest pet peeve 
is scraping your fork on a plate when you're eating or any metal scraping on the plate. So oh, like if you're, yeah. you know, if you're, uh, something yeah. I do with my eggs, I, I cook them over easy so mm-hmm. that the, um, yolks are runny, but then I take my fork and my knife and I go, shoom, 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 and I basically shred them or, or, or cross cut them so that the, uh, yolk makes a nice sauce for the rest of the eggs. Yeah. This is all correct pro- uh, process, by the way. Is what is you're that, okay, good, good. Yeah. This is the appropriate behavior. Yeah, so salt and pepper like on all that business. Yeah. But in that, in doing that, it's like, ee, ee, ee. <laughs> You know, so the, 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 the tines of the fork and the knife are going across it. So Sure. And he doesn't like that. Chris Brown doesn't want any of that. In Does his life. not like that. Oh no, I take that back. It's not the it's not the plate, it's the teeth. It's if, if your fork if you hear the sound of metal going against your teeth, oh, it that drives him nuts. Okay. That's what it is. It's not the uh it's not as much the plate as it is the you know, the Oof. the uh I don't like it either. It's something about metal on teeth. I don't either, yeah. yeah. Oof. Now that you just say it, it made me cringe a little. All right, so Chris and Claire, Claire is absolutely having a heart attack in the chat room with all caps. Well, I'm glad it was her because in the last few days, it feels like Claire and Chris Brown are the most talked about listeners we have. So um, yeah, congratulations, you two. I'm hoping that uh, Vegas 2023, TMS Vegas 2023, uh, brings those two together so that uh, it'll be the perfect storm of having... Chris Brown and Claire in the same place. I would love to finally meet Chris Brown myself. I would love. Yeah, that. You, you should. He's uh, he's a hell of a he's a hell of a dude. I'm excited. I actually literally am excited about that. And seeing Claire, <laughs> if Claire can be there too, that'd be what what That's a right. what a topping for your chicken you'd have there. That <laughs> would just be uh, icing on the cake. That's right. Well, yes. don't worry, everybody. You'll never hear Brian do this again. <laughs> Only this, unless we do. Was that from Thick and Liquid? Was that what that was for? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Every time you play that, though, I think it's that guy who keeps, who can't stop hiccuping or belching or whatever. Uh, no, that's it. No, he goes, yeah, that's that guy. Never mind. Yeah. That guy's amazing. I know that, I know Jeannie hates these, so I'll stop playing them, Jeannie, but just one more. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Did you see the video, by the way? Yeah. Uh, of the, the guy doing like a Zoom call. Um, some business thing. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find all the right letters to Google foo this while I'm talking, but he's doing a zoom call and um, yeah, here we go. Here's the video. Oh, Let's I'm see. excited now. Now you have me excited. He's see. doing a zoom call. Okay. It's a, it's a TikTok. Okay. So you'll love this. Oh yeah. I'll love it. Cause I love TikToks. <laughs> I love the TikToks. Oh, right up your alley. Yeah, it's yeah, a TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone knows I love the TikToks. Let's see. Let me go in here. Okay. I'm clicking. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, is this the guy with the squirrel? I heard about this. Um, yes. hold on chat. We'll show it to you. How about that? We'll put it right up here and we'll take a look at it together here on the internet. <laughs> I can't find the, Oh wait, is this the link? The like, yeah, the link I put in Discord. And if you scroll down, there's a TikTok. Looking, I see two deer fighting. Did I go too far? I must have. Uh, two deer fighting. Yeah. I don't oh yeah, you went too far. Yeah, it. go back up. You'll see. I see Unless a picture of a somehow. Squirrel. Is it somehow being blocked or something? You Here, see I'll the video, right? right? The, I'll go right to the TikTok. Page. Oh yeah, do that. Send me the, the source. That uh, something's weird. With this site, their yeah. embed is broken or something. Chat's like, um, click the link. I'm not clicking the link. No, Chat, there's too where? many links to click. 
Too many links. Too many links. Too many. Too links. many links. That's what you say when there's 24 holes in your golf course. Too many links. <laughs> you want to have that. Uh, all right. Well, here's the guy's profile. Should be there. We go. Okay. Yeah. So on the, uh, yeah. So he's got four videos on the top of his page. Oh, there we go. Like Icor put put in a YouTube video. That's probably a better one. Use that. Is it the one where? Oh, okay. Is it the one where he's standing on his desk? Is this the one? Yes. Okay. Yes. The one that's called just your average conference call. Let me pause this. Here we go. All right, chat. Here you go. This is the one. Enjoy. Oh, let's just get in to. Let's, let's, let's just get in. <laughs> he freaked out. Yeah. Go away! 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 Go <laughs> it was seriously like uh, like Jason Voorhees just came in the room, basically. Yeah, why was he? I mean, he must have a thing with rodents because that wouldn't have freaked me out that bad. I would have been like, oh, my gosh, yeah. hold on, you guys. I got a squirrel in here, and I would have chased it yeah. down. So, some some things to think about with this. Number one, he's got a bat right next to his desk, and he was. it's almost like he knew that the squirrel there was a squirrel that could come in his, in his room. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why he had a separate video recording from behind him. Oh, right. That is like he had an office uh, security video or something, something going on. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the video te- uh, ends a little abruptly, mm. Mm. which makes me think that maybe it didn't end in a in a, <laughs> a, a pleasant to watch fashion. Entirely in other words, possible. like uh, yeah. this is either yeah. this is either like conveniently real. Oh, or I, I don't think this is staged one bit. I mean, he is, he may be, no, I don't even think he's overreacting to, I mean, he's obviously overreacting to it, but I don't think he's faking his reaction to that thing. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it. That looked like a legit thing. That's like uh, when I saw Lady Domus Skriskru, or whatever her name is, in Resident Evil 8 for the first yeah. time. That's about how I felt. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are yelling fake. I don't know. Hey, what do you know about the internet anymore? It could be. Yeah. It might be. Jedi seventy one says, "Oh, it's staged," and Cyborg Dude says, "Fake." Let please show me. Like, yeah, if what? it is, if it is, I'm very impressed with. Uh, if it is, though, how do they know that? What are they basing that on? Are you guys just geniuses? Right. <laughs> is that what yeah, it is? You yeah. you saw this video very briefly and went, "Yep, I'm. I know it's fake." Is that what happened there? All right. Uh, well, uh, here we go, Snopes. Well, no, that's like uh, what is that? Snopes.com fact check Malabar giant squirrel. I don't think that's the thing. That's that not we're... it. That's not it. <laughs> also, Snopes isn't going to have a post for every single video. But anyone ever does? I doubt they even yeah. have this. They yeah, exactly. <laughs> Claire just searched for the word squirrel on Snopes and sent us the first link that uh, that that she came to. Yeah, that's I'm kind of. A... He had a different window uh, open. Oh, okay. Hold on. Icor says read the comment in the YouTube video. Oh, hold on a second. Okay, we might be getting Wait, something Wait, a here. comment from like another Watt viewer? Because they're just like you, though. Yeah. Oh, Chat. my God. There's 130 comments. Which comment should I be? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> Does it say in the description? Probably. Oh, they say description. 
Oh, in the description. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Over the years, I've been terrorized by squirrels. This particular squirrel got into the chimney in my study and created $6,000 in damage. After returning home to the destruction after being out of town, I called 911, and an animal control officer assured me the flu was open, and since then... Uh, he had it closed. It would not get through again. Well, that was not the case. Damage was excessive, and I had people cleaning until 3 a.m. in the morning. Well, 3 a.m. implies in the morning. Yeah. Only to be terrorized the next day again by this pesky squirrel. Um, so he's not... Uh, so the description says saying he's not that saying anything. Yeah. I think the chat room's insane today. I know. What? Uh, I think they're... In, I which think part of this is... Uh, camera no i get it that seems a little weird to have a security camera is the thing yeah, behind that, him. that's the part i don't understand is having the security camera but i mean the bat by his desk is because he's been terrorized by the squirrel before yeah. so he <laughs> so he and he clearly has a fear for that thing he doesn't yeah, like exactly. it he doesn't like yeah. it. yeah so i don't know i mean uh listen it, it uh it's damn funny it's a damn funny reaction if it's planned and staged <laughs> just because it's so unintelligible but i agree uh, um all right well all while, right while you guys if, hunt if, down that while they sleuth the answer yes please do please do because this is all riveting uh riveting radio, radio. Our listeners. Yep, it absolutely is uh but let us know and then while we're doing that i'm gonna do this right here send and receive email we got a couple of email follow-ups i think are a little bit important here uh one is about utah tacos i'll get this one out of the way quickly uh, it's my uh, all. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Uh, instead, I'll read the email. This is from Barry Ricks. <laughs> Barry okay. Ricks, who uh, signed his email with "Winner of the Doghouse PC at Nerdtacular 2014." I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I do. I love that, he's, that he uses that as a title. Yeah, okay. it's pretty great. Uh, let's also know that Barry's still around. It's good to know. Anyway, yeah. For hello, sure. hello, Lords of Morning. Jumping into the taco conversation, I wanted to say that in my opinion, the best tacos in Salt Lake City are from Jurassic uh, Street Tacos. They started as a food truck and now have three brick-and-mortar stores in Provo, Orem, and Lehigh. You need to give it a try. Problem is I never get over the point in the mountain anymore, Barry. I don't go that way. Mm-hmm. Barry. Hold on. i got to play that for him. <laughs> oh, damn it. I don't have it handy. There we go. Barry. Uh, so that's, Barry. Our, that's not our usual Barry, but um, uh, I'll try it out. That it, sounds great. Jurassic t- uh, do, Street Tacos. Uh, I do like uh, that he uses the term that he the uh, he gets the term brick and motor as oh. opposed to mortar. Ah, like brick and motor. Yeah, like it's a it's a food truck, and now they've just put bricks on the food truck, <laughs> and it still has a motor, but it's a brick and motor uh, location. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great misspelling, and also I love a good street taco or a street. Uh, sorry, a food truck turned food brick truck and taco? mortar yeah. is always a great oh, success yeah. story. I always love that. Always hearing about it. For sure. That. For sure. It's like uh, the, the the one you went to, Cup Bop, the other day. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Here's one for Brian. Uh, Brian okay. and Disney. Here's the question or the statement from Jeff Smith. Not Bone, he says. He's not that Jeff Smith. <laughs> not Jeff Smith. Not the Bone Jeff Smith. Not the Bone Jeff Smith. Just the another other guy. Jeff Smith. Okay. He says, Dear Brian, or Dear Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. Ah, nice. I guess you're Big Thunder because you're B. So there you yeah, go. yeah. Brian's trip to Disneyland. Also because I fart. Yes, and you fart. Yeah, Big Thunder yeah. Brian in the morning. Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> Tina calls you. <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Brian's Great. trip to Disneyland. Scott playing the Tim Cook pro- products mentions and former Disney CEO Michael Eisner's name being mentioned in the most recent episode of Film Sack made me want to make sure you check this out. It's Michael Eisner's pronunciation of hello. As Disney CEO, Eisner got to do introductions to a lot of things. Here is a supercut of Eisner <clears throat> just wanting to say hello, enjoy Jeff Smith, not Bone. 
All right. Okay. So I went and capped a bunch of this. Not the entire thing because it's huge. Uh, but I didn't know this about Eisner. Here it is. Hello. 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 He says the same hello to every video he ever intro. Same inflection every day. Hello. 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 Like he doesn't really want to be there. Hello. Like it's you know he just let's get this first word over with. Hello. Yeah. Like why? Hello. 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 It spans his entire career, dude. That blows my mind. Hello. It's just constant. Hello. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's so good. Great. It's so good. Oh, man. I love that you sent us that. Thank you for that. And uh, we will Thanks, cherish Jeff. it always. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Let's get some reading done. How about that? Yeah. I like that idea a lot. But to do yeah. it, we have to add Red Fraggle to the damned call and uh, play her theme, which we will do now shortly, which happens here, if I can click it right. Here it is. <laughs> oh, that's quiet. Here we go. Let me turn that up and start over. Oh, my gosh. Start over. Okay. Uh, look who it is. It's Amy with Read This. We're going to find out what book she's got tucked away and in, of interest to those in the audience and those listening. So, uh, Amy, welcome back to the program. How are you? Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's good to have you here. Hello. Hey, uh, 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 real quick here. Uh, somebody uh, was going to oh, I was going to ask you a thing. What was it? Oh, no, no. I'm going to read you this email. That's yeah, what it is. I was going to say, there's an email oh, in oh, here. Oh. Should we read yeah, it? I knew there was a special email and I totally forgot. Okay. So we got this email for Amy. <laughs> Amy, I'm going to start with that and then we'll get into what you brought this week. Okay. Cool. Okay. Here's how the email goes. This is from Corinna. Corinna? Corinna. Who says, hi, Scott and Brian and Amy. Ever since the addition of Amy's segment, I have since found that I absolutely love audiobooks. Well, look at you making an impact. Oh, cool. Wow, that's awesome. <clears throat> Says, I can't get enough of them and would like to thank Amy for suggesting them. I listen to them on my runs while I do housework, puzzles, uh, etc. I'll make up any excuse to plug in my earbuds and... Uh, tuck into a good book uh, she says anywho the most recent uh, audiobook's main character name is philip spoken in a british accent i don't <laughs> know whether to thank scott or not but every single time i hear the name philip i can only hear scott's voice yelling philip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks i guess uh if this does make it on the show i had sent a birthday shout out to my brother-in-law jordan uh, you may remember his favorite artist was taylor swift uh, we are Canadian, and we're sad when this uh, of the about the Queen's passing. I know it'd just be a thing to raise his spirits if Brian was able to play a cover of the second most favorite artist, Queen. Uh, so obviously, this didn't make the request list because it went mm-hmm. to the wrong email. But Brian, if you want to tuck that one away, it's up to you. I will absolutely do that. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much, fellas, from the best sister-in-law ever, Corinna. Corinna. I keep saying Corinna. I don't know why I do. Corinna, no, 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 Is that the book you're recommending today? No, no, but that would be that would be an amazing coincidence. But no, I've never read Anna Corinna. No, me neither. So wait, did you? So have you? How do you feel about being such an influence on somebody else's reading habits? Oh, I love it, and I, I get, I get Twitter messages and some Facebook messages from people who say that, like. Um, in particular, it tickles me when people say that, like, some of my recommendations for the kids' books and stuff, like, they gave them to their kids to read, and now they can't get enough of them. Like the, like the Tiffany Aching, uh, Terry Pratchett stuff. I've gotten a few messages like that, and oh, it just makes my day. So thank Yay. you so much 
Corinna or Karina or however or you. Nina, I'm Nina, sorry. Yeah, whatever Car- your Corinna, name is Nina, pronounced. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much uh, for for your message because that just that warms my heart and I, I I I'm happy about that because yeah I mean audiobooks are totally reading and uh yeah it's 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 wonderful to to hear that so yay good that is good to hear uh so today will be no different you're gonna offer up some recommendation or another we got a clip do you want to do anything for setup here before well yeah so i want to set this up a little bit Uh, we're gonna get kind of a double dose of therapy thursday today guys so uh, but you know obviously i am not a licensed therapist like Wendy. So, you know, take what I have to say with a grain of salt. And this is all just my personal experience. Okay. Okay. But, um, as I, and I don't talk a lot about this anymore. Uh, but it's so a lot of people in the community know this about me already, but some people don't. So we'll just go ahead and get the unpleasant thing out of the way, tear off the bandaid back in 2011, my sister was murdered by her husband and that was horrible tragic obviously very traumatic experience for me and everybody in my family and we had to go through a lot to to heal over that so uh scott your news this week about your your brother-in-law kind of brought some of that up and it's like i totally relate to you know the some of the shock that you guys were feeling and and seem to be expressing is like i this doesn't happen in real life this happens on the news to other people like this doesn't that is that is is so true like there's a feeling of wait a minute this is usually a news story that i see and go oh that's horrible and then move on right like you Mm -hmm. just don't you don't personalize it until something nasty like that happens and real real quick just for a, a, a fast update um his status as of last night was they, they t- there was talk today they were going to take his leg because they just could not save his leg. Um, well, they took it yesterday because it was that mm-hmm. bad and they wanted to do it sooner than later. So they did have to amputate his leg. Also his kidney shut down. So he's on dialysis mm-hmm. right now. And I didn't know this, but in the surgery right after the incident uh, for the abdominal shot for that bullet, um, it just wrecked his, his colon. They had to take his entire colon out. So he's, he's lost his leg, his colon, his kidneys aren't working for some reason. They're not sure exactly why his kidneys shut down. Um, <clears throat> he's still considered in critical condition, but in stable condition, critical, stable, there's some kind of in-between status. I forget what it is. Um, and that's where we're at right now. So we don't actually know what the we don't know what's going to happen <sighs> in this case. Like, and there, and there's all this, like a whole bunch of lawyers are knocking at their door saying, yeah, this is really fouled up. You're going to need representation, uh, for what happened here. And you know, the cops still on leave and you know, we don't know, we don't know what's going on. So anyway, that's the update for anyone that was wondering, it's been chaos around here. I'm trying to keep it, mm-hmm. keep a, a fun attitude on the shows and not, not be too bogged down in it. But, uh, it's all very gnarly at the moment. Yeah. So anyway, there's the yeah. update there. I didn't mean to derail, but that's that's where that's at. No, you didn't derail at all because that 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 feeds directly into kind of what I what I wanted to talk about. And um, you know, and it's it's funny you say like you know I'm trying to keep keep fun things on the show and the the show that's absolutely like you know 
that's what these shows are for. This sure. is, you know, um, you know, you've got your diary and stuff like that to work out through other things. Sure. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll get into it more when we get into the book itself. But, you know, I just kind of wanted to, to touch on some of this, that, like, it's just absolutely, it, it's completely surreal. And it's just, it, it's just a shock to your system that in a, a second, your life changes forever. And, you know, obviously your brother-in-law's life is forever changed regardless. Like it's either, you know, hopefully it doesn't end, but he's definitely, he's, he's a different person altogether than he was four days ago. Right. Forever. Uh, and certainly Kim's sister, that's going to be the same. And, and it has like these, these trickle down effects. You, you guys are going to be different. Everybody's going to be different because of, because of this happening. And, uh, and yeah, like lawyers are going to be knocking on their door. Press is probably going to be knocking on their door also. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's kind of a gnarly business. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to talk about uh, is today's book kind of deals with some of that, some of the, the idea that like, oh, I try to keep things positive. So now all of that said, let's go ahead and play the clip. All right, here you go. Whoops, uh, wrong tab. Here we go. Making meaning out of suffering is the basis of the human capacity to survive evil and transcend it. The purposefulness of these dark emotions is evident when we can experience them mindfully, tolerate their intense energies, and let them be. Unfortunately, we don't learn how to do this in a culture that fears and devalues them. Emotion phobia toxifies dark emotions, leaving our hearts confused and numb depressed and anxious, isolated and lonely. In emotion-phobic culture, we internalize the idea that befriending what hurts will hurt us, whereas suppressing and avoiding it will make us feel better. We only end up feeling worse. The cultural baggage we carry weighs us down, a major impediment to the art of emotional alchemy. But we weren't born with our bias against the dark emotions. We can change what we believe and how we react to grief fear, and despair. We can transform the way we experience these emotions and begin to taste the freedom and power of letting our emotions be. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and a lot of that sounds very sort of, you know, and it is kind of, you know, it, it would be if you're going to the bookstore for this book, it probably would be in the self-help section. So all of that said, this was a book that was recommended to me by my therapist when I was going through all the stuff I was going through right. and it's called healing through the dark emotions by Miriam Greenspan. Um, and she makes a good point, right? Like we all, our culture is such that, Oh, we, you know, there's a lot of toxic positivity, right? Like, Oh, don't be sad. Cheer up. You know, it's, it's going to be okay. Like, Oh, or well, at least, at least your brother-in-law isn't dead already. Right. Like mm. no, no empathetic response ever started with the phrase at least. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yep. And so, you know, uh, I also thought of, of bringing up um, when bad things happen to good people, which uh, if you haven't read that one, it's, a, it's a, also a good one to read, particularly if you're a person of faith of any, of any flavor, because, you know, it, that this sort of thing leaves you questioning, like how, how does something senseless like this happen in a world where there is any sort of just 
deity or, you know, larger force or whatever. And um, so, but I figured, eh, you know, everybody's heard of when bad things happen to good people. So um, I figured I'd go with this one, but this one was directly recommended to me by my therapist. And essentially the crux of the book is it is not only okay to feel sadness and anger and despair. And it is in fact important because those emotions have something to tell us. They have something that we need to learn. And if we don't learn it, and we just ignore it and push it away, it's just going to keep bubbling up. And mm-hmm. it's just, you're just going to, as as she says there, in the long run, you're just going to feel worse. So if instead, if, and, and Wendy has sort of talked about this before, right? Like when she did her little IFS uh, exercise, Scott, where you were like, uh, my foot keeps tapping and I, you know, and like she had us kind of listen to the parts of ourselves sure. that are trying to kind of tell us something. Sure. Um, same, same guy, same idea, right? Like just, just if you're feeling a thing, just sit with what you're feeling and then, and try to figure out what it's trying to tell you, you know, what, what does it need you to learn? What does it need you to accept? And, uh, and, and then, you know, I don't know, you're, I, I have noticed my life has gotten a lot better. I'm still, I'm still in therapy. I'm probably a lifelong therapy person. Um, because frankly, I just really enjoy it. And I, I'm the kind of person that I, I always love learning any kind of new thing. And therapy has allowed me to learn a lot of things about myself. And, uh, so, did you, did you so, feel, yeah, so. did, but did that start for you after this heinous incident that happened to your sister? Was this? That, yes. Yeah. That's yes. When that that's when it, me. that was, that was when it started, but it hasn't all been that it's just, you know, I mean, I, you know, we, we dealt with that first, obviously, and it, it bubbles up from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, like earlier this year, I had a friend who was killed by her abusive boyfriend. And of course, all of that bubbled up for me Just there. resurfaces everything. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, uh, so, it, but, you know, understanding how, how our emotions are telling us something is, is important, you know, understanding what they're trying to tell us and what they, what they say about ourselves, um, is, is an important thing. And it, it leads to being much, much better attuned with, okay, what is going to, what is going to make me happy? What is going to make me feel better? Cause you can't get there if you're depressed, right? And depression is, in my experience, once again, all of this, I am not Wendy, right? <laughs> all of this comes with You're just talking like, about your personal big old what worked for you. Yeah. This is me, right? Yeah. This yeah. is this is yeah. me talking. Uh, but for me, I, I'm not depression comes about usually when I'm not listening to something that my feelings are trying to tell me. And I'm just I don't oh, I don't have time to deal with that right now. I don't yeah. have time to sit with that right now. Sure. And then it comes up. A lot of times it comes up when I dream about it. Mm. Um, and Scott, I know you have weird <laughs> dreams. I hate but, it. I hate that uh, I have those dreams. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it with hearing that other people deal with that stuff too. It's so annoying. I feel like two yeah. different lives. I feel like at night I'm a different human being. I hate it. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. And your your dreams are even, you know, stranger than uh, yeah. said some of like mine often I can get up and I make sense of them. Right. Yeah, I'm like, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that. Some of them are really obvious. Some of them are just like, 
what the hell? Yeah. Why, you know, like, what, what connection does that have to my life? What is exactly. that dream trying to tell me? Yeah, why, is, why was why I is building Brian's... a phallic snowman with my third grade teacher? Yes. I don't know. You know like, I mean, that's a great question. Why is Brian's severed head on a chair? None of these things make sense. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So some of them are just really bizarre and surreal. But uh, but, you know, um, anyway, but our feelings are there to tell us something. And so if we go through life saying, no, I, I want to be happy. I want to I don't I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to sit and cry. I want to be happy. I want to be the positive person. That's really not good for us. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. in the long run, it's not good for anybody around either because it's going to come bumbling up. Oh, yeah. It's just gonna. It, no it just will. No, um, no doubt so, about that. yeah. So anyway, I like I say, I don't you know. I know you're trying to keep the, the show positive and that's, uh, you know, that's important. Right. Sure. Like you don't want to come to a silly place and get heavy stuff. But sure. I figured, OK, well, my spot happens to be on Thursday and there's been some big hard stuff that's come up this week and it just we've felt already like, got wendy on here let's right. <laughs> it just felt like there it felt like a, a the right moment you know yeah no i think um, it's a good uh yeah. I, it's a good use and also you know i don't know why but i look at the cover of this book and i think these are the books wendy recommends on here yeah oh, by, for sure by that yeah. i mean like i don't know why this is true None of these authors go too glitzy on their covers. They all are real basic, basic fonts, basic design. There's like a kind of an idea of a sky and a grass background on this thing. And that's it. Like they're all like this, the one she's recommended. And what that tells me is forget about how awesome a book's cover is. Maybe I'm just doing the old adage of don't judge a book by its cover. (laughs) But forget about these awesome frilly covers they're those health self-help books with fancy covers aren't going to help you it's these basic ones man these are the ones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they don't yeah. focus too much on making sure the uh, the cover looks good they yeah work on, the, on the content yeah so i feel it's like more, she's... yeah it's more about the substance of it right. and um yeah so i mean obviously right we're human beings and so we have things like fear for a reason i know wendy has talked about this before like fear exists at a very basic level to warn you of danger. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of times we're sitting there and I know, Scott, I know you deal with anxiety stuff. Like anxiety is the most annoying thing because it's like, why am I afraid right mm-hmm. now? Like there is not, there's not a squirrel in my <laughs> office. Yeah. No, it's I'm the sorry. Worst. You just played that video. That shit cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Oh my um, God. It's great. I love yeah. it. Uh, just as a, a complete aside, I was, I, I, I put my earbuds in and I, I, I too, Scott, I enjoy a, a good TikTok. And yeah. so I was, I was scrolling through TikTok and that thing came up and I had my earbuds in, but you know, Chuck is of course right next to me. And all of a sudden this guy starts screaming and Chuck oh, is yeah. like, what the hell? It's loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. So, I didn't expect that because anyway. when he was talking on the zoom call, he was very muted. I thought, well, this would be a quiet video. No. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's the loudest video no. ever made of all time. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, okay, yeah. so that I completely like hi ADHD, shiny thing. <laughs> um, so <Squirrel>. yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> don't let the the to- toxic positivity people convince you that it's good to just oh just ignore those bad feelings, those bad emotions. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 what's bad for you. Yeah, those people um, are full of poo poo. Has been my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they don't really know. They're not actually helping you with that stuff. So uh, yeah. it's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to, I mean, that's all we've, the last few days have just been like, 
a combination of out of body, kind of out of mind sort of feeling about this whole mess with her brother-in-law and then also very personal feelings. And then sometimes we're just too separated from it and we can't actually feel as bad as we think we're supposed to. Like it's a mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that is absolutely 100% a real thing. And I went through that exact same thing um, because obviously the initial shock after my sister was, Mm. you know, it was huge and and we're, you know, we're just all, we're all kind of walking in a fog. And then I started therapy and everything and I literally didn't cry at all. Yeah. For like, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember how long. It was weeks. It was a long time. And I actually said to Chuck, I was like, well, I guess I'm broken now. And yeah. I can't cry anymore. And then one day I just like, just floodgates just opened. And I don't, it was probably something minor. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it just, yeah, I, I, that was when I was ready to start dealing with that. Same thing happened with my, my friend Kim. I was like, of course I was completely devastated when I first heard about it. And, uh, and, and I just, I just kind of broke down and I, I <laughs> called out sick from work for the whole rest of the day. Sure. And, uh, you know, but then I, I said to my therapist, I was like, uh, it's kind of weird, but I think I'm okay. Yeah. And not, I had a dream about her last night. So I was like, nope, still got stuff to work out there. I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready to, to actually have a good hard look at that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it, it bubbles back up and it's okay for that to happen. If, if something comes up like six months after the thing happens, that's another thing. Don't ever let somebody tell you that like, oh, it's been a year. Like, shouldn't you be uh, oh, feeling gosh, better yeah. by now? Telling you when you should be done grieving or feeling emotion about something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tell, let me yeah. tell you, I hate the word should. I, I'm yeah. like, and I tell this to my kids all the time. I don't know how much they listen, but I'm like, nah, should <laughs> doesn't come into play when you're talking about how people feel. Um, because it's just you know, they, they feel what they feel. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and everybody has the right to feel what they feel. Um, but yeah, uh, the should is not, uh, not a thing and nor, nor is a a time period. Right. And it's, and it's going to be weird. You're going to like when, when bad thing, a bad thing happens and you feel some kind of way about it. And then, you know, then you're kind of, okay, I think I'm okay again. I think I'm, I'm crawling back out of this and then something else will bubble up and you'll be swoop right back and you'll feel like you're right back where you were, but you tend to climb out of the hole quicker each time. Yeah. And when I say you, I mean me, (laughs) (laughs) like this is the thing my therapist fusses at me about all the time is using the word you, but you guys know what I mean when I say you, it's like, that's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm saying it relatably, you know, but really I mean me. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. Uh, well, yeah. all right. I hope this uh, hope this helps uh, some people. And if this book sounds like it's for you, it's available everywhere. Just checked. Uh, you can get it in Kindle, hardcover, audiobook, paperback, whatever you want. Yeah. Available now. Again, that book is Healing Through the Dark Emotions by Miriam Greenspan. No relation to uh, the Alan. Fed. Uh, Alan Fed, Greenspan. Alan no, Greenspan. I don't think so. <laughs> as far as I know, he needs to heal himself for other reasons. Yes. Uh, anyway. Right. Uh, well, that was fantastic. Uh, Amy, once again, it's always a pleasure. Check out Red Fraggle 3 wherever you uh, find her. She's everywhere with that name. And uh, sometimes it's spelled out three. Ubiquitous. Sometimes it's a number three. Sometimes it's spelled out like a three, but you'll find her. And uh, we'll do this again next week. Thanks for being here. Cool. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Amy. Bye now. Bye now. 
All right, we're going to do one news story today okay, just to cleanse right. our palate before Wendy gets here. We're doing a follow-up with Wendy this week because last week we put out oh, a request. Good. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of replies. So we'll do that in a second. But first, this. Good morning, good morning, everybody. In the news this morning, good morning. The news today is brought to you by... If you don't tune out when Scott talks about Kim's garden, euphemism, and cooking, or if you find it interesting how they have replaced portions of their grass with clover, this is something you'd be interested in. Available for only 10 days, time is running out. Uh, September 16th through the 25th, the Off-Grid Homestead Bundle has something for everyone. Gardening, cooking, baking, foraging, beekeeping, chickens, sustainable living, tiny homes, off-grid solar panel setups, and tons more. I put a space in between beekeeping and chickens, by the way. Over 140 courses and eBooks valued at over uh, $6,000 will be available for only 50 bucks. Check it out at thegardenisgrowing.com. That is thegardenisgrowing.com. I love it. I love it. All right. Be, uh, this we had to do this story. Yes, Beyond Meat, uh, COO, Chief Operating Officer. Okay, uh-huh. so the Beyond Meat guy, the guy that sort of runs things at Beyond Meat. They make a meat alternative. Sure, they sure. sell it to fast food restaurants and other restaurants and have their own products and all that. This is a big deal. Was arrested for biting a man's nose. Ah, uh, now did he eat the nose? Well, is what I want to know. I mean, you can only be away from real meat for so long before. You know, that, that that urge kicks in, Brian, and you're like, yes. I could use a nose meat right now. Hmm. Food company executives arrested on a pair of charges after reportedly biting a man's nose in a parking lot in Fayetteville. Uh, that's in, where's Fayetteville? North Carolina? Indiana? I Indiana? Think. Fayetteville, Indiana. I think Indiana. That might be right. What is NWA? Uh, well, it's uh, it's a rappers. It's, uh, <laughs> a bunch of rappers. It's a band name, but I don't think that's oh Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Thank you. F the police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> that's right, exactly. That's a whole different NWA. That's Northwest right. Northwest Arkansas is what this NWA stands oh, for. Oh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. I mean, okay, that makes yes. sense. Uh, Doug Ramsey, age fifty-three, of Fayetteville, was arrested on September seventeenth on charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery. Hold on, Doug Ramsey. Yeah. Wasn't that uh, Cypher oh. <laughs> in the comics? <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, we got oh, another uh, same name, but not same guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Well, obviously not in this case. Uh, no, he's not a fictional Marvel character. No. Okay, just had to confirm. <laughs> yes. No, it's all good. Uh, according to a preliminary report, the incident happened at a parking lot near Razorback Stadium following Arkansas's victory over Missouri State. Uh, just after 10 p.m., uh, this is when no good things happen, an officer was dispatched to Gate 15 for a disturbance that had previously occurred in the Stadium Drive parking garage, or the SDPG. I don't know why they had to tell us that. <laughs> it's great that the Stadium Drive parking garage has an acronym, yeah, or so has an initialism. initialism. Oh, yeah, you know, the old SDPG. Yeah, yeah you meet me down at, there. You got, I'm parking at the SDPG. Where are you going to be parking? <laughs> That's a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, the responding officer found two males with bloody faces at the scene. Oof. Uh, it says, let's see, the officer spoke uh, with both parties and uh, witness, then determined Ramsey was allegedly in the traffic lane of the structure, trying to leave, when a Subaru inched its way in front of him, in front of his Bronco, making okay. contact with the front passenger's side tire. Uh, Ramsey got out of his vehicle, allegedly punched through the back windshield of the Subaru, 
Oh. Uh, the owner of the Subaru that got out. And st- <laughs> I know, that's right? Something, that's something to be like. That almost should make the headline as well. Like, yeah. Well, he got beyond uh, meat COO punched through the back window of a Subaru. Yeah. Let's see. What were the two charges? <laughs> like uh, the freaking Terminator. Jeez. Charges of terroristic threatening and third degree battery. Feels like they should also have like a damage of personal property or something. Oh, yeah. Know. Holy mackerel. Which I think puts it in felony territory. Maybe the rest of this does too. But anyway, uh, the owner of the Subaru then got out and stated that Ramsey pulled him in close and started punching his body. My body. (laughs) My body. (laughs) According to the report, Ramsey also bit the owner's nose, ripping the flesh off the tip of his nose. Just the tip. Just the tip. (laughs) The victim and the witness also reported hearing Ramsey threatening to kill the owner of the Subaru. Occupants of both vehicles both got out and helped separate the parties. Uh, Ramsey was arrested at 1027 and booked in the Washington County Jail. Um, yeah, that's One a little has worked to up. get awfully close to someone's face with their mouth to bite their nose. I How? Think, I just think biting a, exactly. Well, he got right up on him, like pulled up on him and grabbed his yeah. shirt and yanked him. So I get, I get the road rage angle. Kind of people have it. It happens. Sure. Biting a dude's nose. Yeah, I know. That's like. And you didn't stop for one second to think, I'm the chief operating officer of Beyond Meat. Where we uh, avoid meat, and I'm about to bite meat off of somebody, and now the entire world is going to make fun of me eating nose meat. You know what I mean? Like I just would have thought of that. I think. I think. I think that is a that is a long uh, <laughs> leap to go to for somebody to think about in the heat of moment, right there. Like, yeah, you're you know, probably right. He could just as easily think, "I'm the." owner of a black schnauzer and i'm about to eat someone's schnoz what is the connection here yeah that's a good point i still i still just love this idea that (laughs) like (laughs) you really want this to be a doth protest too much right like the ah meat it's got to be fake meat fake meat but i'm gonna eat some real meat yeah do you think he so if he is a vegetarian he's not now he can't he can't claim it because he had a little (laughs) bit of man meat in his mouth right i don't again i don't Eating, biting a man's nose isn't necessarily eating a man's nose. But if you come away with a chunk of that and it's in your mouth, I think that yeah, but makes if you, you swallow it. Well, that's so true. Does that, okay, so can uh, vegetarians uh, fillet? <laughs> <laughs> does that does that mess with their vegetarianism? Okay, let me ask you this: If you have a piece of hamburger. You're a vegetarian. You get a little piece of hamburger and you kind of slosh it around your mouth and then spit it out. Did you break yeah. your vegetarianism or did you not? I don't no, know because you didn't eat the you didn't eat the meat. That's you, what I'm saying. Because does that yeah. where the is you have to digest the meat? You have to digest it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hella. I'm just visualizing like, oh, I've got some hamburger in my meat. Let me slush it around uh, in my mouth. Let me slush it around a little bit. Well, chat says, or Claire says, nose isn't meat. Why? I've eaten oh, yeah, a pig that, schnout before. That I'd, that I'd argue with because then uh, one of the main ingredients of an armor hot dog is not... <laughs> Would not be considered meat because yeah. it doesn't come from snouts. Oh, he says it's not vegan. Well, wait a minute. Eating a nose isn't is vegan or isn't vegan? I thought the entirety of vegetarian was contained within vegan, and vegan added the other like you know leather and and animal byproducts and stuff like that. That's what oh, I geez, thought. Claire. That's what I thought. Oh, geez, Claire, geez. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I get so- it. But if you eat somebody's nose meat. Are you still that? 
Okay, but that's not animal products. I guess that's just human products. But aren't we animals also? I don't know. I don't know what you people do. You guys have to explain. Vegans need to explain it. I don't know. I'm going to have bacon yeah. later. All right? That's how it's going to go yeah. here at my house. Well, sure. Sure. So, but you're, you're also not neither a, a uh, vegan nor a vegetarian. So yeah. you could eat and swallow a man's nose and have no, you know, and have no... Uh, a moral uh, dilemma to face afterwards. Yeah. The moral dilemma I have right now is ever looking at uh, Claire's all caps. <laughs> it's always a mistake. <sighs> like fighting with that guy on Twitter. You know, the first step Jeez. is to uh, uh, is to not look. Don't yeah, look. Don't look in the first place. All right. And uh, hopefully you don't have to edit out a, a word I used earlier in the show. No, you'll be fine. Fillet is Good. a nice I tried word. To, I tried, a- exactly. I tried to, uh, 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 you know, Put it in as. Oh, hold on a second. Let me <laughs> let me rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> hey, we can say you can blame it on brain fog. It's fine. Brain fog. Yeah, totally. It's COVID fog. It's yeah, totally COVID, COVID fog, fog. Everybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, fillet is a nice clinical word. You're good. I think. Okay. Good. Good. Someone Excellent. will have to tell me otherwise. Medical term is what it, it's a medical term. Yeah. Folks. Nobody's in their car right now with an eight year old who's where the kid goes. I know what fillet <laughs> means. They don't know. Or asking, yeah. Next time, go, what is fillet? Uh, it's a chicken sandwich at the. It's, uh, uh, it's a fish sandwich at the McDonald's, honey. It's, it's the a, uh, seventh sequel to the uh, full movie. Yeah, that's right. It's the chicken yeah, fillet. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister will join us. We're going to do a follow up from last week. We put out a question. You guys did a bunch of answers. We picked one in particular uh, because we think it's perfectly suited for the follow up. But uh, we'll get to all that in a minute. Uh, before that, though, a song break. Brian's got the song. What do you got over there? Yeah, how about a, a band called Attaboy? They are an L.A. indie pop quartet, and they're getting ready to release their third studio album uh, next month. October 21st is when the third studio album from the band Attaboy comes out. It's called Crab Park. We want you to listen to part of it right now because you're going to dig it. Here is the first single from Crab Park. It is called Deep Sea Ladder. To carry you along and see your face And just miss you To wait And just for once have everything to say To just lose you
By now you should know your bitch is pregnant. Watch your bitch. What is normal for your bitch? I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. In a world ruled largely by logic, this is The Morning Stream. And we've returned. Hey, Brian, I'd like to know who that was one more time. I'll, I'll happily tell you. That's a band, Attaboy, from uh, Los Angeles. This is uh, coming from their upcoming album, Crab Park. That's a song called Deep Sea Ladder. Excellent. All right, let's yes. get my uh, my post-mommed visited sister, Wendy. Yeah, but she's got some stories. I mean, I would if I were her, because mm. my mom is the provider of stories. <laughs> um, I think it went well. I talked to her a little bit about it, and I think they had a good time. And, you know, good. grandkids get to see grandma. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing uh, at all. All good in the hood. Here's this. Everyone knows Wendy. Well, 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 look who it is. It's my sister, Wendy. <laughs> She is. Uh, well, 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 well. I hope you finally showed up. Yeah, look who drug the dog in. No, dog, dr- cat drug in. I don't know the cat face, whatever in. it is. Yes. That was close. Anyway, uh, it's Wendy, everybody. She is my sister, but also a trained professional therapist who helps people with their problems all the time and does it for free here on Thursdays in a little segment we call Therapy Thursday. You're probably already aware of all this, but it never hurts to tell the new people. Wendy, welcome back. How are you? Thanks. Good. How good. are you? I'm fine. How was good. mom? Mom's good. You you had a good yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good time. That it is good. Great. You know what? I feel like your kids. It's good they get to see their you know their grandma here and there. Mm-hmm. They got two grandmas, but you know it's good to see this one. It and is, so uh, yeah. I was happy to hear that. I guess this weekend, um, uh, Becky and and Mark will be here, so we're going to see them yeah. at Alicia's house. Yeah, uh, you pizza. know, family mini reunion happening. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, for yeah, some, we had a yeah. we had a we had a good time, and we did some fun stuff. I told you we were going to go sailing, and I. Uh, none of us had ever been, so yeah. everyone's first time, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, we got some good wind, and the captain was hilarious, and he'd been basically captaining this boat since he was thirteen. Um, yeah. His parents built the boat. Oh, jeez. And it makes it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was so cool, but he just steered the boat with his bare foot. Like he stood up above the wheel and just—it was so funny. <laughs> really? Yeah, like wow. he was so calm and natural, and you know, everyone on the boat was their first time, and there was a lot of us and lots of kids like hanging onto edges. It was pretty fun, but at one point we we tip pretty far, like you're supposed to, right? You've yeah, seen this, yeah, yeah. And you are bracing your feet against a bar so you don't fall in if you're on the deck, and then mom's in, and mom and John are sitting on these um, in inside, like. You know, so they're safe, but they're on a chair. Well, the, it is tipping so far yeah. that mom f- it comes off her seat and is sliding across the boat to this other guy who's 88 years old and weighs like 100 pounds. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> She's going to kill Jack. It was hilarious. Oh, my no gosh. I would have died. But, no one had a camera out or anything? Dang it. Uh, I don't. I mean, we were all hanging on for our lives, so mm-hmm. I don't think anyone. And I, my friend at the, that exact moment was laying down yeah. when, he, when it turned, and she was going backwards. So she's going headfirst into the bar. Oh, <laughs> we're all trying to man. save her. 
Oh my it god! It was so fun, and the captain is laughing and steering with his toe. It was, it was <laughs> That's great. Did John ever get up and, and try to pull a Captain Phillips and go, "I'm the captain now," and take control of the <laughs> ship? No. Okay, that's good. Oh, it's very cute. His parents built this boat to sail around the world, and they got as far as the Saint Croix River, which is about 20 minutes from their house, and they were like. This is awesome. And they've just stayed there ever since. So it never went around the world. Wow. But just goes down wow. this cool river. That's really so cool. It was, it was yeah. good. That's awesome. Well, we, uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad everything worked out. I guess they're home now, right? They're not there anymore. No. I haven't heard. <laughs> so I assume they're home. They made it, I believe. <laughs> All right. Well, if I hear any good conspiracy theories this weekend, I'll let you know. And uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, let's get to this. So last week, you had put out a request for those who felt like they maybe had some experience with rejection sensitivity dysphoria, which we talked about last week at length. Mm-hmm. And we got a bunch of emails. So thank you all for sending them in. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy read every single line of all of them. uh, And we picked one because this one just feels like, I don't know, this kind of encompasses it really well. Uh, At least I think that's why you picked this one. It does seem that way to me. Um, But let's go ahead and read it and uh, we'll see how we go with this very concise. But really quick, everyone else, no, we aren't rejecting you. No. Not at all. Yeah, because we didn't pick your email. Yeah, that's important, right? Like you want to make that clear because we're asking the actually we're asking people to do a thing where your email may not be read, and we don't want you to feel rejection sensitive dysphoria as a result. Right, and it may feel inevitable that you you risked yourself, you put yourself out there, and then we're not going to read it and respond to it. But no, it was read, and it. This one was just concise enough and added had a couple elements I wanted to make sure we covered. So this is why I picked this one. Yeah. But everyone's was good. All right. Uh, I'm going to read it. This is from someone who said they have no problem with us saying their name and their location. So not the exact location, but it's uh, Travis from Aurora, Colorado. So somebody from wow. uh, your home state there, Brian. Yeah. Says, hello, Scott, Brian, and Wendy. I just listened to Wendy's Therapy Thursday episode about rejection-sensitive dysphoria. I'm 31 years old and was diagnosed with ADHD from a very young age. As early as I could remember, I was always str- uh, I've always struggled with rejection and emotional outbursts, though as I've grown older, my emotions have mellowed out. What Wendy said really resonated with me, and I was able to really identify with a ton of symptoms she listed, particularly the embarrassment on top of the fear of rejection. I remember when I was 15 years old and was on a date with a girl that I had met at a party. We were at the movies, and I was holding her hand. Uh, when I think she just got either uncomfortable with the intimacy or something, she pulled her hand away from mine. I remember just breaking down crying for what seemed like something really insignificant. I may have been young at the time and didn't understand what was going on, but another time when I was 19 years old, I had another experience of breaking down crying when I was spurned from a kiss. Uh, it makes me cringe uh, thinking about it now. Speaking of cringe, my mind tends to bring up super cringy moments in my life. I absolutely hate it. I'm certain this is why I avoid social situations to prevent further cringy moments for my brain to remind me of. When it comes to perfectionism, I tend to do this as well. Thankfully, I take my my DS. You know what that is? It's an amphetamine. M Y D A Y I S is the name of it. Uh, similar to Vanaz, which again, Vanaz. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Which helps me focus and gives me the ability to follow through on things, whereas uh, when unmedicated, everything I do is either half-assed or takes way too long. Perhaps I'm unrelated, but I have also dealt with self-loathing from a very young age as well. I used to self-harm frequently while in school, culminating in the suicide attempt during my freshman year in college. Uh, I have not cut myself since then. However, I have attempted suicide a couple of times. I no longer wish to die as I have changed my perspective 
to being int- uh, intrigued as to what will happen next. However, I feel like I'm not living up to my own expectations as I want to be involved with the IT systems management, but haven't made any progress towards my goal. Uh, I've always wanted to write in, but never felt like I could uh, broach a decent topic for the show. Thanks, Travis. Uh, P.S. I don't know if my writing's in, uh, intelligible. No, you did great. You did awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did say, I think it's important to read this. It says, I rarely talk to people anymore and haven't written in a while. So I think that's, I don't know, something to key in on. P.P.S. I have, uh, you have permission to use my name and location. All right. So there you go. That's Travis. And he really laid it out there. And that feels like those examples when he's younger, even though he was younger and we all think we may have had similar experiences, those feel like the definition of what you talked about last week to me. So, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna redefine it for those who. It's not a clinical diagnosis in the sense of like I have RSD, um, but you experience this, and it often is accompanied uh, by other diagnostic or neuro, a neurotypic stuff, right? Like so, for example, well, okay, let me just define it. So, rejection sensitivity dysphoria is extreme emotional sensitivity and pain triggered by the perception that person is being rejected or criticized by important people in their life. So it, it's not, we all have some sensitivity to rejection. We, as a human being, you, it's one of our fundamental needs is to not be rejected, right? And so mm-hmm. we're all sensitive to it when it presents itself. And we all misperceive things all the time, right? So to misperceive something as rejection is going to be a pretty common experience but the dysphoria part is what sets this aside for, for folks. It is an extreme reaction. Um, so the Greek word for, you know, dysphoria is a Greek word that means difficult to bear. I mean, we're talking, you're, you're not just like, Ugh. it is like a, a significant weight or, and his description of like getting rejected for trying, you know, she just pulls her hand away and he is sobbing in tears, right? That is a weight that's just much bigger than Mm -hmm. someone else might experience that same perceived rejection. But then here we have the trouble of the snowball effect. So you're sobbing, crying in the theater. And now this person is going, Oh, I think I've made a good choice not holding their hand because that doesn't seem stable. And that is threatening. Right? So you can see how the response of this dysphoria um, can then lead to even more rejection and then it's really hard to tell what is rejection and what's not and what's where it's coming from. And it can just be an incredibly burdensome situation to be experiencing. So does that make sense? Yeah, that does yeah. make sense. Yeah. Okay. So they, the, the thing about this is it's, you know, definitely um, two ways to handle it, two ways that this occurs. And I, I wanted to mention this and then we can talk about more specifics from the email, but there's an internalization of this emotional response. So some of you might be like, wow, I am really sensitive to rejection, but I don't ever, I'm not going to cry or I'm not going to yell at someone or lash out, but their response is to internalize it. Mm. Um, And this can look like a major mood disorder with suicidal ideations. This, this cutting behavior he described that could be a, a connected to that. I mean, to fully know that he needs to be evaluated by someone who's an expert in this. Um, But that is, not unusual to be under that much distress about being feeling rejected and then not having suicidal ideations or self-harming ideation, right? Because, you know, you're feeling this incredibly intense feeling, um, super sad, or, you know, from one minute you're fine to incredibly sad. And, and so people can just 
get diagnosed sometimes as, oh, it's bipolar or it's some other kind of mood disorder because it, it's rapid cycling. When it might be that you're very sensitive to re, um, rejection and then there's a dysphoric response. Um, and so you, you really want somebody who knows what they're doing in, in diagnosing this um, because it, especially if ADHD is involved. So we mentioned this last time that ADHD is a really common, uh, RSD is a really common s- symptom of ADHD, um, particularly in, in adults. Mm. And I have a theory behind that. Like he gave some, some stories from when he was younger and then, you know, things have happened as he's gotten older. And, and I now have everybody's stories in my head that I read in the emails. And a lot of them will describe troubles at work. Yeah. Thinking something's going on at work and having just like a really explosive response to that. Um, and you know, so they're, they're managing, unable to manage that emotion either outward or inward. So the other way obviously is, is turning it outward, right? Right. Exploding towards others. And this is, Um, this is one of those, sorry to interrupt, but this is one of those things where I feel like everybody's had some version of this. Let's use work as the example at work. Someone's had some version of this where you feel like, are they in there talking about me? Are they Mm -hmm. uh, there? Is this about me, that meeting they're having? Why is he Mm -hmm. looking at me that way? Like all of those sensibilities, I feel like everybody's had some form of that. I guess what you're talking about today is when like a lot of, not disorders, but a lot of mental uh, states, it's when it it explodes or goes too far or is a thing that yeah. ends up ruining everything else. Like it's natural to sometimes feel a little paranoid around the manager who doesn't mm-hmm. like you or you think doesn't mm-hmm. like you or you read an email you weren't supposed to and he was rude or whatever. So you have reason to think that guy's out to get you. Like those things happen to people. The trick is trying to not let that be every situation that you see, you automatically see that, that some, you know, that this is all a problem or that you are, going to be rejected no matter what because obviously that's that's what the situation you know what i'm saying like that's what you're saying is that this is not this isn't that this is like a level above that a level above that you can't control it feels like like you could extrapolate from what you just said oh well just try not to let it bother you right like the answers it's always like when someone has never experienced depression and they tell someone who is like just try not being sad you know (laughs) or go on a walk right like you you don't really get it and you're giving advice that ha- that works for you. And I think this is a, another great example of we've all experienced a taste of this so we think we get it, but you don't get what it's like to lose complete control because it feels like you have been rejected. Right. Um, right. And so the externalizing of this emotional response, let me just give this as a definition to show sort of the extremity of, right? extremity of it. It looks like an impressive instantaneous rage at the situation or person responsible for causing the pain. Right. So we have seen this when people film it, (laughs) right? Right. And there's been versions of this is what fuels the internet of, you know, we can see, or, or we can think someone is an enormous jerk, um, how they're responding to something they perceive as this other person causing them pain. Right. I'm not saying that's, this explains everything we've ever seen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this certainly could be the cause of a lot of what we've seen. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so and, and so, th- to me, what's more interesting about like people just having tempers and exploding versus this, which is 
can look like a bunch of things, right? And that's what's hard. When this stuff mimics other things, it's really hard to dissect it and find out what stuff really is. That's why this ADHD sort of connection is can be powerful, right? Because there's a lot of folks who know they have ADHD, they've struggled with it, um, you know, and, and them hearing this and all those emails relate to this is they have felt this feeling mm. of it's just so big and it's not what other people around them are doing in some in similar situations and it can cause so much shame and you know create challenges in their relationships um but here's my current theory i haven't checked this so ignore me this is just you know me (laughs) throwing out a thought um but that why it is so commonly connected with the adhd and it doesn't really show up till adulthood um is something that's been happening to a kid struggling with ADHD their whole life yeah. is that when, so, so just take, let's take this, this stereotypical, um, cause men and women display some of these symptoms a little bit differently, but the stereotypic little kid you see who is bouncing off the walls, right? Yeah. All over the place, not, you know, maintaining a conversation long enough, you know, you're just, they're just all over the place. And that kid, so now just imagine trying to interact with that kid as an adult, as a teacher, um, as a peer, mm-hmm. and you're not able to connect or sustain connection very long with a child like that, or they're not going to follow through on the thing that they're supposed to if you're that adult giving them an assignment. Um, and so again and again, and this is typically kids are untreated, and there's many who've been, you know, and sometimes they're they're the distracted daydreamer kid, not the hyperactive kid. And similarly, people think something's getting through. The kid's not really paying attention. And so they're going to get in trouble a lot, Yeah. right? right. They're going to get reprimanded. They're going to get rejected socially by a peer who's like, hello, did you even hear me? Okay, bye. You know, like that, (laughs) that ongoing feedback loop of I am, and, and think of it from a movie screen perspective or like, you know, the point of view of the kid. You see something shiny, you run after it. You're thinking about something in your head that you want to do later that day while the teacher's talking to you. You are, your, your camera lens is focused on whatever it is focused on and you're missing a bunch of different things. So when you bring it back to see this angry face, right? Yeah. And you're just in trouble. I think from a young age, that's really hard to understand what's happening for a child and then there's defense mechanisms that get built around that as they as they grow. And so a hyper awareness of somebody's anger towards you or disappointment towards you, or if we just clump it together with rejection of you, is you've been training for this Olympics your whole life. And then suddenly, as an adult, when you are supposed to be paying the bills and keeping that job and making this relationship work and all of the real, really difficult pressures of being an adult are on top of things, this um, sensitivity to rejection and the resulting dysphoria probably are connected. This is my theory, probably connected to just the training of having to protect yourself from being in trouble and hurt and rejected. So then it's double what it is for a kid who never had those experiences or for, uh, you know, adults who are like, yeah, I don't like being rejected. That's not fun, but they don't need to survive it. Like a kid who's had to learn to survive it their whole life survives. And, and that's to me, the, the, that huge response is survival, right? Yeah. Why, so why, externally, why, right. Why is it all of these things tend to be 
Why? Hmm, this is a dumb question. I just realized because of course it's happening in our formative years. Like, of course it's the yeah, time we're learning. It always our, starts. Yeah. yeah, and our brain is like molding and changing. And what you told me once, or told the show once, was like twenty six or seven. They, your brain stops finally doing stuff. Like, mm-hmm. think of that era of time, zero to twenty six. It's like, of course. If, so mm-hmm. if we get hung up on one or two things, whatever it is then those haunt us forever. I, that sucks. I don't like that about humans. I feel bad. Right. It's debilitating and lame. It is. It is, and it's frustrating, but it is also, I mean, the point of, of, of most of the work I do with people is to find those places and where that pain has occurred and help people with that, right? Because once that is relieved and there's some compassion they can experience towards themselves about what they've been through, Yeah. Um, and and doing some of that hard internal work, I mean, the rewards are endless because there's a freedom from having to do your defense mechanisms, having to interact with the world in the way that keeps you the safest, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I look at, I, I work right now with a, a bunch of college students. I don't know. I go in waves with things. But anyway, I'm in a college phase. Yeah. And, um, you know, every one of them is in line to get their ADHD um, diagnostic test done and performed to see if that's what's going on for them. Right. And some of that is awareness and everyone around them has it and everyone's naturally distracted, problematically. So, um, but just this feeling of not functioning very well and not handling the things that are happening, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I don't, I don't know the answer to everything here. I really don't. But here is again, according to me, (laughs) um, I think a big piece of at least this generation's, um, challenge with anxiety and depression is not, oh, I know it exists. So now I have it. I think, I think you can make an argument for, you know, sort of absorbing what the culture is telling you is is maybe your deal. Mm -hmm. But I think another piece of a big piece of it is, you know, uh, take one of these kids and ask them how they were parented around safety. And is the world a good, safe place? And you will find again and again and again, it was just messages of you're going to get kidnapped. And, you know, it, it anxiety can be transferred from generation to generation. And I think there is with media and accessibility to information, you're having more and more of those fears transmitted to other kids. I, I watched a friend recently describe in front of her son and me how, you know, he's not even motivated to go to college after high school because what is the point? Because the world's such a hot, dumpster fire. And I just saw the kid's shoulders slump and kind of like, see, and I was like, Mm. Oh guys, I'm not saying we got to fake and make up stuff, but like we're taking our stuff, uh, as adults, kids just are are having adult realities way sooner than, Mm -hmm. you know, before remember we used to have to go find a newspaper and like (laughs) sit down (laughs) and read it. Yeah. No, now the anxiety just comes at you from, from, uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every corner. And yep. so figuring out how to manage that the, the world isn't safe and I'm going to get rejected all the time is a really difficult job of being an adult. And I, and so there's where my theory goes. These kids have been struggling with that throughout their, their childhood of I'm getting rejected. I don't understand why. And it hurts really bad. Yeah. Um, and so as an adult, they're having really big, big responses. So there's treatment for this. So let's get into that for a second. And then maybe we should talk about some elements of, so is there anything else about the email that you guys think we should 
Um, um, tackle before I go to treatments. The cringy, the recalling of cringy experiences. Mm-hmm. I assume Dwelling that's, on those past, yeah. Yeah, it feels like it goes to a lot of conversations we've had on the show already about bringing up past stuff or think worrying about future stuff that you can't control and trying to be in the moment kind of thing. So maybe, maybe that's all, maybe that's, you know, part of this is learning to be present and doing, you know, perhaps meditation to, to create that, you know, focus on what's happening right now instead of what has happened or might happen. So maybe that some of that stuff would help him, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's any different in his situation or if RSD is a thing for him. If, if those things are harder, easier, like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I would assume it's probably more in, it's a form of anxiety and rumination, right? Why do we ruminate about a thing that happened? It's essentially our system is trying to plan out what we're going to do next time. So we don't get hurt. Yeah. So I imagine if with RSD, you are getting hurt in, huge ways and it's it's relative right like someone outside of you might go wait what but you are experiencing wounding internally yeah um that the rest of us would downplay because that's not what we experience but if you're experiencing it that was your wounding right um but but his his email also points to like how isolating ultimately this is right um, I'm so afraid of being rejected, then I won't put myself in any places where I get rejected, which means I might the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, and that is anxiety's favorite trick. It's to keep you in a cave so that you never go get shot or eaten by a bear. Right. Right. And so if right. it it gets to decide what's happening, your world will become tiny and and quote unquote safe, right? Right. Um, but you'll still be suffering in that place because we also know that our systems need other human beings, connection, meaning, um, th- the power of story in our own lives to be healthy. And so it is a constant battle between keep us alive and keep us sane. <laughs> you know, there really is a biological battle happening. Um, and so I would say that ruminating and rethinking what happened and, you know, that's just another piece of his system trying to keep him safe from being rejected again. Yeah. So take. Uh, Scott, every time you got on a plane, you vomited violently. No, I did not. I never did that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, what if you did? Oh. Let's say what if. Okay. Oh, okay. What if? if you're saying you what if, imagine? okay, I I would never fly. Well, I just wouldn't fly. Two streaks would be broken in one shot. Yeah, one would, all my streaks would break. I'd have to use oh, a plane freaks. bathroom and throw up since uh, for the first time since 05. Um, no, I... By the way... Yeah. But by the way, I, I need to apologize to everyone for something that my um, husband and son like to remind me of yeah. is I say stuff, but I have no visual imagination, yeah. right? We've talked about my aphantasia. Yeah. So I can say something crazy, but I don't picture it. So it doesn't hurt me. Right. But other people <laughs> yeah. who can picture things, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's a, I, yeah. I never really thought of it that way. No wonder you're so yeah. impervious to uh, emotional damage. Yeah, it doesn't get to me because I'm like, I see nothing. I could close my eyes and like, okay, Scott puking on a plane. How did you get born by the same plane. genetic parents? I see everything. You see nothing. Yeah, I don't I get it. Nothing. Because Scott got all of it and Wendy got none I of it. I guess so. I think it's truly what has happened. Because the yeah. other day I was like, 
come on, Wendy, you can picture a thing. Just try it. I can't. It's gray. There's nothing but gray so when I weird. close my eyes. You know what it is? When wow. they pulled out your one of your ovaries when you were seven or whatever, they, they yanked out your uh, <laughs> whatever this is. Anyway, and that's another <laughs> thing I can picture <laughs> entirely that you don't have to picture at all. You know, you don't even have I to know. see it. They'll still do so all I the picturing for you. garbage and my whole family will start gagging at dinner and I'm like, oh, I forgot. You guys can't, you see what I just said and I did not see it. So sure, anyway. sure, sure. So um, I apologize to all of you for that. But okay, so let's, so so that's a piece of, uh, actually the compliment or the cool thing about an anxious brain is it's very creative, right? It's mm. visual usually. Um, in fact, on the, on the boat, one of the kids, all the kids are like, yeah, and one kid, yeah. is hysterically crying because she's picturing everyone dying. Yeah. Right? That's the anxious kid who doesn't yet know how to manage the visualization that her brain will do mm -hmm. to keep her and her family safe, right? Yeah. So, if you're more sensitive to this stuff and it, you know, it tends to be in already there, you probably you add ADHD and and childhood maybe experiences of rejection and Boom. We are in this space that is incredibly difficult. And most of us experiencing it would just not go outside again. Right. We'd be very motivated, like you not getting on a plane after right. one experience with that embarrassment. <laughs> oh, I would, <laughs> I would be living your nightmare. I would be very resident, you know, hesitant, resident, hes hesitant to, uh, reticent probably is the other word you're reticent. I, yeah. That is the better up, yeah. word. Or at the yeah. very least I would be like, oh, okay, here we go. Freaking that was a nightmare. Here we go again. Like, I don't know why, so, you know, I would get into my head that I would never want to repeat such a thing. And your brain's pretty good at saying, doing the math and saying, all right, since every time you've been on a plane, you violently throw up everywhere. Uh, what if you don't get on the plane? Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like your brain Never can tell again. you that and your brain would go, or you're, you're, the rest of you go, yeah, yeah. If I don't mm -hmm. get on, there's no chance. Right. I'm good. 100%. Yeah. So if I don't interact with the outside world, I, I'm not going to be <laughs> right. humiliated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Hmm. And especially when there's specifics. Like I, I like this email for this particular region of like romantic rejection hmm. is a great place for this to find you, right? Because you know, the reality of dating and getting to know people and relationships working and not working. I mean, it is rife with rejection and the opportunity for rejection. It's part of the, the deal. Yeah. But enough painful, you know, really big experiences. And sometimes this suicidal ideation is just like, I can't, I can't live like this. Mm -hmm. uh, another piece might, of the cutting behavior or self-harm is just relief from this intense humiliation or, or agony from experiencing these things, right? Yeah. Um, and so it really is understandable, but you don't have to live like this. This is, this is the point of everything in here in the end. Um, so a couple, couple quick ways this may show up for people. So we have the really isolating option, right? Yeah. Um, and so they just are not going to do anything with yeah. that. And, and so that's really tricky and it has a, a huge impact on people's lives. The other thing that people can do um, is they become people pleasers. So they end up scanning every person they meet to figure out what that person might like. And then you present that false view of yourself to be liked and to never trigger rejection. Um, and that just becomes your dominating goal and you can't make, you know, your own decisions. Um, cause you're always worried about making other people happy. Right. So you can imagine that. Right. Right. Sure. Um, okay. So 
well, there's another quick version of this, and that's just trying to overachieve, do everything perfectly. So perfectionism is really common here too. Of if, and, and perf- I think um, Brene Brown said this at some point, like a car analogy. If perfection is ever driving the car, shame is in the front seat next mm. to it. <laughs> It's like, how do we never feel shame? How do I get out of shame? Well, I do everything perfectly, right? Yeah. Um, Okay. So something to think about with RSD. It is part of ADHD for the most part. It's neurological. It's genetic. Um, Early trauma makes it worse, of course. Um, Sometimes just knowing there's a name for this can be really helpful. Not everyone with ADHD experiences this, but it's kind of a subset. Um, but nice to know it's not your fault. You're not damaged your system. It's like your just tuner is up really high. Um, and so therapy is so fun and I love it. And I think it does all sorts of good, good things, but sometimes, uh, it actually doesn't help. (laughs) It's not going to help maybe specifically with the RSD, uh, maybe it helps to talk about it afterwards with your therapist, right? Like, so there's value in maybe helping to manage this, but there are medication solutions for this. Yeah. And this is why I would recommend people talk to their doctor uh, who is really good with ADHD slash a specialist, because most doctors are not going to be saying, oh, I know all about this, because this is, this is, I've been in this field 20 years and this is still pretty new to me. Yeah. Um, and Maybe not, and not to ADHD specialists. It's not new. Um, anyway, so there is uh, a alpha agonist. It's kind of a blood pressure medication, clonidin and clonfacine. Yeah, there's a couple different ones there, but it's, it's originally designed as a blood pressure medication. They found that, you know, there's an optimal dose there um, that they can mix and match a little bit. Yeah. And people will have relief from RSD. So Interesting. that can be life changing. Think about that. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so, and, and sometimes that's even more impactful than d- taking a stimulant for the, the ADHD and yeah. some people, the stimulant for ADHD, you know, um, Ritalin or whatever is effective for this as well and can kind of treat both. So you would have to work with somebody, um, to figure out, but they seem to work equally well, but just for different groups of people. Um, Okay, so get some help with that. The other option is a MAOI. Um, oh, yeah. That is the, the monamine oxidase inhibitors. Yeah. And you have to be careful with those, so make sure the person really knows what they're doing. Because um, there's other meds you, you can can't have, mix with those. That's real serious exactly. stuff, right? Oh, Low wow. blood pressure It you know has some, some effects that if you mix that with stuff, you have to be careful. But that can be, um, you know, they're, they're looking at, that being is another helpful option. So, so, you know, you, you don't get to eat certain foods or take other medications. So it's, it's a harder route, but you know, if this is something that's taking over, be worth talking to someone about it. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I mean, as usual, I feel like this is a case where somebody needs to talk. I mean, would you say, um, I mean, you kind of alluded to it before. These ADHD specialists know about a lot of these things you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of person he should see? Like, I think so. I okay. think, you know, my sense is this isn't somebody who's talked to, to many people about this. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and for some of the other folks who wrote in, they have tried therapy or they're, you know, done different things. Um, I think, you know, once you sort of clue into this as this is maybe what's happening, if you talk to a therapist who has no clue about this, they'll just say, well, yeah, I mean, we all feel rejected and okay, so let's try to man, you know, so you're going to, you're, you're just going to treat it and manage it a little bit differently than someone who's like, of course, or, or says, do you have RSD mm-hmm. and, tr- and teaches you about it and helps you, you know, sort of understand this emotional dysregulation that can happen um, and is often overlooked. So that's why I would really me- recommend, you know, starting out with someone who knows what they're doing is, uh, is always awesome, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. always easy, right. but it might be, tricky to to get there and that's why this is you know i always my beef with therapy is the reality of finding someone making sure they're a good fit it's affordable all of those things are really tricky to do and when you are so worried about being rejected it's so hard to just shop around and be like man i'm really like that person or they weren't really helpful for me when you are absolutely guarded and prepared to be rejected and the whole point is you open up. Yeah. I mean, that is a big step. Yeah, yeah. So even the medication route first here might be uh, more optimal in order to then be able to do any other work with a specialist because, you know, you have to bring the temperature down in order to then be vulnerable enough to communicate about it. Right. So you can see why this would be one that doesn't get treated and it's rarely treated, right? Because right. I got to go in and tell someone all my thoughts and feelings. Uh, That's the whole thing. Yeah, that. it's the entire problem. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So your 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 resistance to going in and doing anything about it is probably upped compared to anybody else. Yeah. Um, so I would I would actually, and I usually like to recommend the other way around for a lot of things, but this might be one where I would recommend the medication route. Communicating with a psychiatrist who specializes in ADHD. And RSD specifically, you know, like going right for that, um, they're going to know how to handle that rather than just hoping you find a therapist who maybe it says on their bio like ADHD, but they also have 300 other things they do. Yeah. That's not the one I'm talking about. No, that's more general purpose. And this is not easy to do. I realize as I'm saying this, like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to find this person. So let me think about how I can help them find this person, right? Because Mm -hmm. they do exist. Um, you just have to do some searching. I think. Do some digging around. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, then uh, let us know, uh, Travis, how this lands on you and how you're doing and what you end up doing for yourself and everybody else who participated. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for all of that. It gave mm-hmm. Wendy a big broad window of, uh, of people to look at emails and to choose helped. from. Yeah. 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 So we really appreciate that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, realsteps.org is taking signups. So go sign up. When does that cut off? When do you cut that off? The cutoff is midnight, October 2nd. So we start Monday, October 3rd, uh, officially. So we let you sign up to the last minute. That'll be right before. Fan of the last minute. That'll be right before Phoebe's born or or after, depending on if she's early. Have we already named her? Oh, yeah. They named her. They're giving her the name of Phoebe. No, no friends connection. It's not based on friends. I just like the name Phoebe. Oh, we'll still call her Phoebe for short. Oh yeah, Phoebes. I'm call, I'm already calling uh, her Phoebes. Also, do it. they not do the Phoebes. thing where you look at the child and go, Nah, not Phoebe. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you can't tell when they're a baby. They don't, you know, they don't look like 
they look what gross. What name they're going to grow into? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like they might. Like, do they... you look like a Steve? You look <laughs> more like nobody looks mom. like a Phoebe when they're born. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe is a cute name. That's they could, if when she's yeah. born, they could. You know, they obviously reserve the right to make a, a change. You know, we sure. almost named sure. Taylor the T A I L O R. Right. You have last minute uh, right of refusal, so. They'll do whatever they got to do, but I'm I'm kind of hooked on the name, and I can't wait to see her. So that'll be Cute. that'll be good. Yes. So don't forget, so. baby. That's how you remember it. Baby's coming right around then, so make sure you sign up by the second. Okay. Sign up and maybe <laughs> before that baby takes their real. Before stuff. that baby takes over all the planet. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. We'd love to have you. Uh, I'll. Yeah, can't wait. For yeah, it'll be good. And uh, thanks stuff. for babysitting mom last week. And uh, yeah, we will uh, sending her over and yeah. not paying for one bit of it. Yeah, I didn't pay for any of it, or uh, <laughs> didn't really help at all. Well, no, we took her to the airport, and I should when I say we, oh, I mean you go see that's a lot. Yeah, Kim took her to the airport, and uh, I don't know who picked him up. Maybe somebody else did. I don't know how that works. We should do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh my God! They're still there. <laughs> no, they, oh, they're still the airport. Yeah. I would hear about it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but we will. We're going to eat perfect. pizza and hang out with Mark, and uh, we'll we'll think of you as we do it. Uh, All right. Have a great week. Take a picture. We'll see you later. Okay. Oh, we will. Bye. Bye. She'll need a picture because she can't. Um, you know, she can't imagine these things without taking a picture. That's what she said earlier. Uh, anyway, that's it for uh, Wendy, and that's it for the show. Now, here's the deal. There's content still yeah. yet to be yours today. In fact, today you're doing Coverville at 1 p.m., yes? Correct. Yes, it's the uh, the episode I didn't do last week because of COVID fatigue. COVID. Uh, Fiona Apple turned uh, some important age uh, last week. Uh, let's see here. Fiona Apple... Uh, she just 40, turned 40 something, right? 40, something. 45. Yes. 45, yeah, uh, which is criminal. If you ask me, ha, uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. Anyway. Um, so I've never, never done a uh, Fiona Apple cover story. So it's about time I do it. That'll be today on uh, coverville 1 PM mountain time, twitch.tv slash coverville. Tomorrow will be a guess the connection. Haven't done one of those because of all the travel I've been doing. So it's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute as the kids say these days. Sure. Uh, since we've done a guess the connection, so that'll be tomorrow, right before couch party. Couch parties tomorrow. What do we? We haven't decided yet. We'll figure out something. We haven't. I have been invited to a barbecue, so we'll need to. You and I need to talk about uh, timing and what's a good length of. Um, it, you know, we don't have to. It, it's like, all right, we're going to do a five minute YouTube video. Bye, everybody. But uh, it'll be like you know. We could do like a to 95 yeah. minute, 90 minute thing. Yeah. Or even like right. a, another, like I had a lot of fun with that incredible Hulk episode. We could do something like that. Yeah, again. actually that would be perfect. Yeah. Right. Something to give you a little buffer there. So there's no rules there. So oh. we can do whatever we want. We do what oh, we want. Free Rangers says the first episode, Moon Knight. Mm. That's a nice thought. Or even uh, Ms. Marvel or. Mm, interesting. You guys are trying to get me to watch things. I see. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. We'll see. Uh, Core tonight, 5 p.m. Mountain. Uh, you'll be able to listen to Core. John, Bo, and I have a lot to say. A lot of things happen this week. So if you're into gaming and you want the big coverage, tonight's your night. That's uh, Core, which you can find anywhere if you're just looking for the podcast uh, or if you want to watch us live right here at Frogpants TV at 5 p.m. tonight. Filmsack.com. Also for Filmsack this weekend, where we're watching. Uh, uh, what is it that we're watching? I lost it. Crap. I'll have it in five seconds. Okay. Three, two, one. Moved, Lord of War with Lord Nick Cage. Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. It's actually Lord a, of War. a very HBO good movie Max. we're going to watch. At least I think it's a good movie. I can't From remember. From what I've heard, I've, I've never seen it, so I'm excited to see it. 
Yeah, heard Lord of War is great. So we're going to watch Lord of War. Oh, Graham Cracker. I'd love to watch Andor for Couch Party, but i got to watch that with Tina. Yeah, Kim Or else she won't it watch too. it. <laughs> i got to cram oh, those three. we to watch another Star Wars or Marvel thing. <laughs> yeah, Kim and i got to do that one. We're going to do that tonight, I think. Uh, or start it tonight, yeah. anyway. I don't know yeah. if we'll get all three, but... Um, I think we have to watch Lord of War tonight, because the thing tomorrow involves also going to uh, a kid's homecoming football game. So well, that rules out watching a movie tomorrow night, probably. Yeah, probably. That's a fun thing, though. I always like going to outdoor yeah. football games. Yeah, fun. I mean, you know, sitting there in the stands, all bundled up with some hot cocoa, watching a homecoming game, or... Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be hot enough sitting there on the shorts drinking a cold iced beverage. Yeah. Whichever, <laughs> you know, whichever weather gets thrown your way, you're ready. It's good. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, that's uh, all coming up this weekend. Lots of content. So check it out. Uh, in the meantime, I would like to thank the following person for joining us on our Patreon. I would like to welcome Mailman. 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 M A I L man. Uh, so just bringing like us it, the mail. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. like it sounds. Yeah. See, he's cool and uh, joined it. I assume it's a he because it says man. Who knows? I don't want to judge. Anyway, uh, he went to patreon.com slash TMS to sign up, and you should too. Do you want an ad-free experience every day? Yes. Do you want free content that uh, comes in the form of a pre- and post-show? Absolutely you do. Do you want uh, stuff sent to you in the mail? All kinds of reasons to sign up, and it's all on the cheap. Head on over to frogpants. Or excuse me, patreon.com slash TMS, and for all other inquiries, frogpants.com slash TMS. That includes our Discord channel. Some people are like, where's the Discord? It's right there on the webpage. Super mm-hmm. easy to find. Yeah. I've been in there in a while. I need to go and check in and say, hey, everybody. Hello, the, uh, Discord. Discord. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for us for now. We need to play a song, though, on our way out the door. So I'm guessing you probably brought one because I didn't. I brought one. Uh, you know, I always have to bring one, Scott, because, you know. Uh, Brian Hitchcock, uh, a.k.a. Gray Malkin 13, wrote in and said, 51 years. We'll play a little happy birthday thing for him when you can pull that. Congratulations. Uh, It occurs on this uh, Saturday, day after tomorrow. So Thursday or Monday works. Uh, So something, uh, he says, so what by D. Snyder. Rock on, test the ship's fish sandwich beep. Ah, love you guys. (laughs) Keep up the work. (laughs) All right, well, I'll try. Talk about a complete dump. Yeah, just a blah, blah, blah. All right, so let's see if I can get it. Let's test the ship's phaser. The tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. What were the other two? Uh, fish sandwich and beep. Ah! Uh, hey, two Oregon fish sandwich. And. Hi, Ben. No, that's not it. Hold on. Bad. Nope. <laughs> no. Yep. Nope. Diabetes. Nope. <laughs> nope. Bad game. Nope. All about a booby. Ah, oh, shit. I can't find the honk I think, one. You know what? All those are so. There it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Wow. <laughs> 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 I think it's time to maybe do some more merging and, uh, you know, have, hey, is it too early to beep? Ah! Yeah, I'll just do one big fat file. Why don't I do that? There we go. Oh, my gosh. We should totally do that. A massive mashup. Yeah. there's only, I mean, there's there's like literally uh, the same ones get asked for every time. So why don't we? Someone yeah. in the chat says there's a place to submit these uh, these requests right there on the website, frogpants.com slash TMS. Boom, there's a link. Exactly, a link, and that's the only way you can submit it. If you send me an email, I will not only ignore that email, but I will forward it to a Nigerian prince Yep, uh, and let him start talking to you. So, <laughs> so Sweet. there you go. Sweet. Uh, hey, Brian Hitchcock, remember him? He uh, wanted to hear this song, So What, by uh, D. Snyder. Uh, well, all right, two things. 
It's not a cover, first of all. I looked at that song that was written by D. Snyder. It's from his brand new album, which is or not brand new, one of his newest albums. Uh, came out in 2016 called We Are the Ones. On there, there's a great uh, acoustic cover of We're Not Gonna Take It. But then there's also this cover. So I just slid up a couple tracks for you, Brian Hitchcock. Mm. Um, it's it's good. It's not transformative. But it's good, and it's fascinating that this is D. Snyder. It's D. Snyder covering Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. Oh, my gosh. You sh- I didn't expect any of that. Right mind blue. Yeah, mind, my, bl- my brain is on the wall. All right. Uh, well, here it is. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys on Monday for a regular show and all that other crap we talked about this weekend. We'll see you then. Head like a
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hello? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs>